Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Hi. What have you been watching? I watched a movie last night and I suddenly cannot remember what it was called. It has Paul Giamatti because, you know, we're watching Paul Giamatti stuff now. Okay. Um, I'm look, I'm pulling it up. So Skylar quotes this movie at me all the Not time. Sideways. Sideways. It was sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Skylar, have you seen it? Yeah. Do you like it? Um, It's been a long time. I remember I was like, this is funny, but I'm also exhausted. Okay. Like. The, the choices the characters were making were so hard for me to watch. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church and Sandra Oh is in it. Uh-huh. Um, I was kind of surprised to see her because it's, it's like 20 years old. And I was like, oh, look at all these people. Yeah. They all look the same. Um, it, it, that's Alexander Payne, right? The director is the same director as The Holdovers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Alexander Payne. Yeah. Has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, Skylar quotes this at me all the time because in the movie, Paul Giamatti's character like looks down on Merlot wine. And <laughs> and and so like and I like Merlot. And so Skylar will he like quotes the movie at me all the time and it's like, that's trash wine. And even though he doesn't actually agree with that, but he just he, and so finally last night, um, he brought it he brought it up and I was like, Do I just need to watch this movie? And he's like, Yes, let's watch it right now. So we sat down and watched it and it is it's a delight. Yeah. It's about, you know, wine. It's it's very much like making fun of wine people, I yeah. feel like. He's cause Paul Giamatti is so insufferable um about the wine yeah. tasting experience. And we know a lot of people that are like this. Like Sky and I will go do wine tastings. And oftentimes it's like with a group and you don't always know Mm -hmm. other people. And the things people say about wine are insane. Like people like take a sip and they'll be like, oh, this must have been from such and such region of the (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting notes of, you know, whatever. And they say all this stuff that I'm like, I'm I don't believe half of the things that people say about wine. There are actual yeah. things that they're experiencing but like there's just this culture around it that's really obnoxious okay, tell me the truth if i were to right now hand you one glass of wine that had like cooking wine that i got at Harmon's, and one glass of wine that was like from a thousand years ago <laughs> you know from grapes that only grew in the sunshine in italy would you be able to tell a difference i think here here's what i could here's what i could do i can tell the difference between a five dollar bottle of wine and a $30 bottle of wine. Okay. Absolutely, 100% of the time, I would sip both of those and be like, that's cheap. Okay, so it's I, like a Twinkie versus a slice of cake. Uh, Yeah, actually. Okay. I could not tell you the difference between a $30 bottle and a $500 bottle. Okay. Like, that. that is, I, I know when a wine is really cheap because it it's like often kind of sweet and it's rubbing like, alcohol ugh, it's yeah it's gross yeah. and and uh and so like more uh, once the wine like gets out of that really cheap price range i'm like okay this is like a nice so like trader joe's wine um I, i'm not familiar with it but okay well me neither but, but like you can find like go to the liquor store there are five dollar wines hold on should we start a podcast where i just ask you questions about wine it would be you it would be you who knows nothing and me who knows a tiny bit we could alternate i ask you questions about wine you ask me questions about diet coke okay deal i feel like we'll have everyone in utah covered that way well and the other thing too is like i don't know i can't tell the difference between different types of wine like red and white of course but like of all the reds like you put put a bunch in front of me 
and have me taste them and identify like which one's the so Merlot like, and which is the Syrah. And... There's a Cabernet, right? Yeah. Is that a wine and a Merlot? Mm-hmm. Syrah, Petite Syrah. Syrah. Like there are all these wines. I could not like drink one and be like, oh, this is a Merlot. Like I wouldn't even get close. Is Merlot like a region? Um, It's a type of grape. These are like uh, it's based on okay. types of grapes. And anyway. Fun, fun story. All of this to say. Paul Giamatti's character is like this really insufferable, obnoxious wine, wine well, person. I'm not done talking about wine. Okay. The other day I was making bolognese. Oh my gosh, Maggie. <laughs> and, um. Wait, I, <laughs> I get this text from Steven, your husband. Uh-huh. On, was it Sunday? And he said, please help. My wife just blended grapes together with vodka because <laughs> she needs cooking wine and she doesn't have any okay we don't live close to a liquor store like it's a real pain it, it's also not, it was a sunday i think it was a sunday and we don't live close to a liquor store i usually have like people will give me their leftovers because <laughs> they know i like to cook and like i'm not gonna drink it but i'll use it i didn't have any of that i didn't even have any like cheap cooking wine i was like all right what's in wine what is this doing for the recipe it's adding sweetness and it's adding alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can make that work. And I had like a bunch of old grapes in the fridge. I blended it up and I added some vodka. And then why I did added... you? Why did you even have vodka? Because I use vodka. I make vodka pasta a lot. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, it's really good. Why? Why? What does the vodka do to the pasta? Um, it just adds gets like you drunk, gets you drunk. <laughs> nice and drunk. Uh, it adds like some acidity, and then it like just really smooths everything together. Interesting. Yeah, I need to try that. It's really good. Um, so yeah, blended up some grapes, vodka, chicken broth, smelled disgusting, but that sauce was delicious. It worked. Like, it worked. So maybe hey. you're a genius. Hey, maybe I'm the wino. Yeah. Well, Cause when you said that, or when he said that, I was like, she, it would have been better off just using grape juice. Well, I didn't even have grape. I would have done that. Like I've used like pomegranate juice before in that recipe and it was good, but like I, li- but I didn't you had have grapes. apple juice. You could have made grape juice. Yeah, but I didn't have enough. Like, oh. I needed a cup worth of okay. liquid here. <laughs> and I wanted the acidity. Do you, you think know? It, do you think it was it tasted better than it would have if you had just used wine? No. Oh, okay. no. But it was like it passed for the same kind of taste. OK. All right. You know what? I take it back. Maybe you're a genius. Uh, anyway, we've only talked about one thing we've been watching. We're rolling like 20 minutes into this. We finished our rewatch of 30 Rock. What a delightful what a delight. Exper- what a delight that was. Um we've never talked about the Alec Baldwin thing. Do you have opinions about like the shooting? The shooting. I just, I just think it's tragic all the way down. So sad. You know, I feel for everybody involved in that. I yeah. know Alec Baldwin's like kind of a jerk IRL, but I don't wish that on anybody. No. No. Yeah, I don't as far as like the charges go, like I'm not I don't know enough about the procedures and yeah. who should have done what where to know if it's fair for him to be held. Do you think his career is over? Um, Does he bounce back from this? I can see him like in a few years doing like a really serious role, like an Oscar play. Mm. But mm. I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. What do you think about it? Uh, I don't. I have a hard time imagining him coming back from this, but celebrities come back from stuff all the time. Mel that I'm Gibson like, is making stuff, so yeah. So maybe. Um, honestly, that's kind of about it. We just spent so much time watching 30 Rock. So that's what have, what have you been watching? Um, we started a show called Review. It I found it because someone on TikTok talked about all of these shows that have been pretty much overlooked. 
Um, and I had never heard of this show before. It ran from 2014 to 2017 on Comedy Central. So now it's on Paramount Plus, which, yes, I canceled, but my it's like I'm on like the last couple weeks, you okay. know? Mm-hmm. So enjoying that while it lasts so I can save those $5 a month. Um, it's this guy who you'll recognize. You won't know his we'll name, a video. but you, you recognize him. Mm-hmm. His name is um, him? Andy Daly. Yeah. yeah, I recognize him. And the whole premise is people send in things that they want him to review. Not like restaurants, not experiences, but like life. So someone sends in like, I want to know what it feels like to be an addict. So he tries cocaine. <gasps> and But like not really. Like uh-huh. it's a comedy series. Oh, okay. Um, And it's... Very like Nathan for you s okay, but a little gentler on the senses to watch and like okay. just the funniest, most unexpected. Like you think you know what's gonna happen, and then something completely different happens. Yeah, it's really smart writing, really funny, really well acted. Really enjoying it. Huh. Just one of those like treasures lost to time, you know. Yeah. Um. Still been watching Bob's Burgers. Um. I last night was so excited because my kids are into this show called Amphibia on Disney Plus, which is like cute. Mm-hmm. It's very much for like nine year olds. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to show you a cartoon that I used to love when I was a kid. And I showed them Pepper Ann. <gasps> Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann, much too exactly. cool for seventh grade. And I was grade. like, they're going to love it. Eli, it looked like crap. <laughs> really? The animation looked so bad. It, it's Nick, right? Uh, is it Disney? Disney. Oh, it, it, it is It was on Disney. ABC. Oh, yeah. I was and about was... to give it a pass because it was like Nickelodeon. No, it's like the animation was bad. The pacing was really slow. And I'm like, wow, the innovation in kids television has really come along. Computers way. have helped. Computers have helped. It was actually kind of painful for me to revisit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then we watched American Nightmare because... It was buzzy, and I was like, I don't think I can do a true crime because I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. It was wild, though. Very wild. What did you think? So it's a it's a three-episode docu-series, 45 minutes each, not very long. Um, got through it pretty quickly about this story. Were you familiar with this story? No, I had no idea. I because So this happened in 2015. It was apparently big national news, but I have no memory of this. Neither, nor do I. Um, but essentially, this woman got kidnapped out of her home. Her boyfriend, live-in boyfriend, saw it happen, um, was also like tied up and whatever. He ends up reporting it to police. Um, police are not very helpful and like essentially accuse him of of doing this. She ends up getting released. Um, the public and the media and police all kind of report that like they think that this was just a hoax and that this couple was just like trying to get money or attention or something. Okay, and now like spoiler alert. Just oh, in I'm case so you have sorry. No, 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 no. This... I think you're good now, but spoiler alert. All spoiler alert. And um, essentially the docu-series goes through uh, a continued investigation until they end up finding the person who kidnapped her and was kidnapping other people as well. And they get vindicated and ultimately are able to go on and live their lives. And so it's the the story is the two of them and a few others who were involved in the case talking about what happened. And it's the the storytelling's really good in it. Yeah. It's really well set up because the first episode you're like, okay, so he maybe did it. You yeah. know, you're like, it's always the boyfriend, it's always the husband. This is like typical true crime. He did it. 
And then the first episode ends and you're like, oh my gosh, is she gone girling them? Because that's yeah. something that the police were like, haven't you seen Gone Girl? Like she set this up. Look, she's yeah. fine. Clearly she did this for money. Yeah. And then the second episode starts and you're like, oh my gosh, this really happened to her. Like yeah. this unbelievable story they're telling is actually true. Yeah. And then to get to the third episode and just because some police, some officer in another part of the state woman. was yeah. doing her job really well, she happened to solve this she, case for them. That part had Fargo vibes to me. Me too. I was like, this is Francis McDormand doing good police work. This is just like <laughs> someone doing their job well, you yeah. know, and by doing that, ended up finding evidence in this creepy guy's house of Denise, Denise's hair on the goggles that he had made her wear, yeah, which solved the crime. Like it was wild. Yeah, it's it it was that and that, so that storytelling is very good. Uh, the people in it as narrators are really really good at telling and sharing their own story, especially Denise, the woman who was kidnapped. Yeah, the the entire second episode is pretty much just an interview with her talking about what happened to her, and it's it's hard to hear. Like it's emotional. She was abused, you yeah, know, sexually raped. raped multiple times. And she talks through it like and it, it is clear that this is a very raw experience for her still. You know, it's been 10 years and she her talking through it is like it's pretty tough. Um, but they're they're really, really effective narrators of their own story. And so that, you know, that made it really good. I mean, I'm going to say something. This is the biggest hot take get get ready nobody has ever said this okay, before i'm ready there are some bad cops out there <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me some police aren't great at their jobs it i mean it is when you watch this and especially as you start to realize that like they were victims of a crime like this is not a hoax it gets infuriating hearing how the police treated them and like how they didn't take them seriously and how they weren't investigating it and how they were lying to them in their investigation and like pressuring them to try and admit to something that they didn't do. And it, it like it's pretty upsetting. It's pretty upsetting. And, you know, like I get it. Working hard is tough. You know? yeah. <laughs> like we all have days where like I just want it. Mm -hmm. And sure, you're like the boyfriend usually is the guy, you know, yeah. and it usually is Occam's razor, but like they weren't even willing to look a little bit beyond mm -hmm. that and try and verify her story. It was pretty infuriating. Uh, yeah, tough, tough look for the police. Um, how inspired were you by their happy ending, though? It's so I cried. Of yeah. course, I cried. Uh, yeah, because the couple, spoiler alert, they're still together. They have a baby now. Two beautiful children. Yeah, two yeah, two children. And they're just this like beautiful little family and they're like at peace. And um and it's especially inspiring because the the story starts out with they're dating when this happens, but their relationship is not going that well. He keeps talking to his ex who they happen to work with and yeah. It's she's not feeling great about it. Like they were in a little bit of a rough patch when this happened. Yeah. And so I fully was like, however, this ends, they're not going to be together. Same. So when it ended and they're like, no, they've been married for several years now. They have children. They're like this really happy family. I was like, what a lovely little when, story. <laughs> when it gets to the third episode and they're on the couch together, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, still a, in contact? wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, what? It was like I was so happy for them. And so mad. I was so mad that uh, how this probably would have turned out for anyone else. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's like, how many other people are there out there whose stories were just never investigated, yeah. never looked into, and have been wrongly accused or wrongly convicted yeah. of things that they didn't do? This is, in this way, I really appreciated the series because I am sick to death of watching um, real crime like docu series that end in ambiguity. Yeah. Like um the Stephen Avery one. What was that called? Something murder. Murder among the Mormons. No, 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 no. The Stephen Avery one that Which one's Stephen Avery? That's the that's the one in Wisconsin where Making the, of a murder. Ma- making a murder, right? Yeah. Yeah, that where they, they do the trial of of the guy. And it was serial too. So captivating. Yes, serial's another example, but you get to the end and it's like, well, I don't know if they did it or not. Yeah. And this was like a fun one where you get to the end and you get full closure on it. You're like, we now know what happened. (laughs) And it's focused almost entirely on the victims. Yeah. And not on the perpetrator. Actually, don't still don't. We really don't know anything about the perpetrator. He was a little freak who who was in the military and went to Harvard Law School and apparently lost his mind. Like, we honestly don't know. They spend no time explaining what happened to him, which is how it should be like we need the victim stories we don't need to glorify these terrible men anymore because a lot of true crime i'm not a big true crime person and a lot of these and you and i have talked about this a lot of them make me uncomfortable because it's like we're get we're seeking entertainment off of somebody's like the worst thing that ever happened to a person but i i don't have an issue with that when it's the victim telling their own story yeah so um the warren jeff's pod or um docuseries last year what was that one called Um, oh keep sweet yeah like there's been so many that was you know horrible things happen to these people but i found the the docuseries to be really empowering and not exploitative because it was the people who it had happened to were running the story. Like they were the ones sharing yeah. what happened to them, like willingly and it, it, frankly, enthusiastically because they hopefully wanted compensated, uh, hopefully compensated, but they wanted their story out there. And that that's what this was as well is it's um, it's a victim driven story where the victim says, I want to share my story. I want to tell what happened to me. And I think that kind of true crime, there is there is a lot of value in that. And I think it's the kind of story that could actually lead to change. Right. I Mm -hmm. think this is a story where it's easy to identify where the police went wrong and what they could do better in the future. Right. Um, And that can because there's so much publicity. I mean, this is a huge show right now Mm -hmm. um, that can lead to actionable change, which is a net positive. Um, Right. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it, I would. I was mm-hmm. like, Ugh, another true crime thing. Short episodes. Yep. Um, well told. There you can is knock some it out cheesiness. in the evening. Yeah, there's some reenactments. I texted you and I was like, these reenactments are killing me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you you were like, ah, oh, three episodes, but like it really it flies by. Like yeah. I just had it on during the day while I was doing other things, and it was not a slog at all. Um, ends in an inspiring note. It's harrowing, but ultimately triumphant and i'd recommend it to anyone yeah all right uh american nightmare find it on netflix okay next week we're gonna tackle another oscar one i think should we do american fiction um uh yeah we could do that i think sky and i are gonna watch zone of interest tonight oh is it streaming i think it is is it not is it i thought i thought we saw that it was streaming if it's streaming let's do that I'm really excited to see it. Streaming. Well, I'm not excited, but... I I mean, yeah, I'm very interested in it. People are really, really 
liking it. Mm-hmm. Prime. Okay. Watch just tell me oh my gosh journalists are so annoying just tell me where to watch it i hate that so much available on well we can we can do this offline but uh we might be watching the zone of interest is american fiction streaming i don't know we'll do we'll do one of those two Okay. okay thanks for listening we'll see you next week